This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. Boys are back. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Reception the Show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Coe, Matt Harmon here with you, and you're listening to Reception Perception the Show. Oh my goodness, Uh, I am back from my vacation out in Augusta slash Atlanta, having a really good time. Uh, For those uh, for those folks who are catching us on the YouTube, got got my swag here, um, which is great. Uh, But Matt, you know, one of the cooler stories about Augusta is, man, they are just so proficient uh, in terms of just moving people, man. Like it was unbelievable. Uh, what they were able to do. I mean, there's like 50, 60,000 people there. And there was just, I mean, there's lines, but they move. It's like, you know, it's like when you're at the Chick-fil-A line and they, they just, the <laughs> logistics of everything, man, it is, it's, it's very impressive. And man, we had a great time. I mean, number one, uh, no better sign that you're like an old washed man than just sitting around and being like, you know, what was awesome about this event was just how efficient logistics people along <laughs> logistics because, but I tell you what, man, uh, that true, is, true, true, that true. is impressive though. Cause there is nothing more yeah. frustrating as a fellow, uh, slightly less, but still nonetheless washed old yes. man. Uh, there is nothing more frustrating than going to an event and being like, for God's sakes, let's move yes. it along, people. Let's get this flowing. So, I mean, yeah, the Masters incredible for a lot of different reasons. Um, yeah, yeah, but that that is that is nonetheless incredibly impressive. Can I just share one story too? And just in terms of like patron service, okay? Like my boy, it wasn't me, but my boy, um, he had to drop some kids off. He he had to take the deuce uh, at the Masters, <laughs> and as soon as he is done. There is a guy who runs into the stall and cleans it all up. And so that the next guy who comes into the stall comes into an immaculate stall. <laughs> that is patron service to the nth degree. But I was also thinking, man, how do you get end up with that job? That's got to uh, yeah. be a pretty crap job. But, they, but I tell you what, literally, they do it. Yeah. yeah, I know. Literally a crap job. But I tell you what, they do it with like just the utmost professionalism and I, I again that was one of my takeaways about going to augusta too was just man unbelievable uh, efficiency and just patron service like what the hell man like why is that a thing but it is it's it's pretty cool man uh yeah my my thoughts are with that fellow uh <laughs> yes, I mean, thoughts a, and prayers <laughs> but you know what hey it's honest work and somebody's got to do it. And, and and I'm sure 100%. that person needs, needs the, needs the job, needs the gig. So uh shout out to them. Uh, yes. A literal hero, a literal, <laughs> a literal hero. <laughs> hey, listen, enough about golf, enough about masters, enough about uh, people cleaning uh, dirty stalls. Uh, let's get to the matter at hand here. Odell Beckham signs with the Baltimore Ravens. I think it was a little bit of a left turn, a little bit of surprise. I know the Baltimore was, uh, generally in the market for a wide receiver, but this is a very Baltimore move. 
Very Baltimore move, Matt Harmon, to go get a, a veteran, uh, high-profile wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. and just hope it works. But uh, my <laughs> thoughts on this whole thing was, or I guess I just want to get your thoughts, really. Like, where does Odell kind of fit in? Uh, obviously, a big part of that will be the health of Rashad Bateman. Uh, and, and how does this kind of smooth things over, if it does at all, uh, with Lamar Jackson? Well, you know, I think that my first reaction to this was, um, you know, I, I've said, I think I've said this on this show, I've said this on other shows too, that the word, uh, the phrase up to has been like the, the phrase of the off season, every insider, it feels <laughs> like for the, for the first time this year has been like, every time a contract gets signed, it's like, it's for four years up to this much money. It's like, okay, we get it. You're doing work for the agent, whatever. Yeah. Um, but and so when I saw that Odell Beckham was signed for one year up to 18 million, I thought that like up to was going to be doing like it usually is be doing a lot of heavy lifting there, but it really wasn't because no. the Ravens in order to keep the cap charge low gave uh, Beckham like a $15 million, I think all in or 13 million all in signing bonuses. And then a mm -hmm. lot of uh, a lot of it or the base salary is, is kept pretty low. So the cap charge is low. So basically, is it going to be? It's like essentially a one-year, fifteen million dollar deal with the incentives to get up to eighteen from there. So that's actually a pretty good deal for Odell Beckham. I think it shows you a couple of different things. One, that they did not want him to get on the plane to go to New York, and yeah. you know, the, for the Jets to get the deal for done, the they wanted to close in. it right. there. Yeah. So that tells you that, and I think it also does show you that this was for them we knew wide receiver was a huge need. Like they could not just go into the receiver into this, the season with a receiver room of Nelson Aguilar being the only big addition there. Like that would have been malpractice for the 10th year in a row at the receiver room <laughs> from a veteran standpoint yeah. with the Ravens. Um, right. It also, I think does, I think it, it does signal a lot with Lamar Jackson um, because, you know, Lamar posted the, the photo of him, like the screenshot of him FaceTiming with Odell Beckham, right. like being part of the recruiting process. And, you know, we'll talk about Beckham, like in what he has left here in a second, but he does at least have a lot of cachet. Like he is a, a big name. He's uh, got a ton of respect in the league. Like everybody seems to really respect him as a locker room guy. Like other than Baker yep. Mayfield, everybody seems to have great things to say about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So, you know, I think it was a, a sign of good faith. It, it was a part of, I think the Ravens sort of looked at it as, hey, we can maybe overpay here for Beckham a little bit if it can help us not meet the, de if it gets Lamar to come off some of his demands and get him back in the right. building and sort of kind of reverse psychology it that way a little bit. So I do think it shows you, a, like, I think this beyond just, what Beckham's going to bring on the field. I do think it signals a lot here from the Ravens end of it. I think it, I think to your point, it's like, it's not exactly um, what Lamar I'm sure would want, but it's at least a, a, a modicum of a, of an olive branch from the organization mm -hmm. um, to Lamar. And, and I've been very critical of the organization and how they've handled this thing and, and all the signals that they have sent to Lamar basically saying, you're not that value. Right. Um, and I think this is maybe a slight reversal of that course. Now, that being said, from a football perspective, my God, you hit it right on the head. They needed to get a pass catcher. <laughs> and, but we don't know what Odell's got right. Uh, yeah. coming off that injury, we didn't see him, uh, in 2022. So in 2023, I also read this report, Matt, and I, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on this. It didn't make any sense to me, uh, that possibly potentially there are talks that maybe Odell would slide inside, uh, play a little slot receiver 
Um, and I'm sure not primarily slot, but you know, um, you know, maybe go 50, 50 or something, just play more slot than he has, uh, with Rashad Bateman being an outside X receiver. That one didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. Uh, I know he's known to run the slants. Okay. I get mm-hmm. that. Um, but from a fit perspective, I, I guess I just don't understand, but what are your thoughts there on Odell and his, uh, football fit with the Baltimore Ravens? That is interesting, and, and I'm I'm curious to see how these two receivers meld together because I, I think with Beckham, and I always want to bring this up with Odell Beckham, like his Giants run, and I'm talking like the entirety of his Giants run from the like the 2014 to 2018 season were some of, I, I mean, literally the best reception perception seasons of all time period. Um, I wrote this in his 2020 reception perception profile that Beckham had never finished below the 98th percentile in success rate versus press coverage in any of his sample season with the Mm. New York Giants and still to this day owns two of the four best success rate versus man coverage scores since 2014 from those Giants run. One in 2014, one in 2018. So again, the duration of his time, like the entirety of his time there. His uh, Actually, his rookie season 86.7% success rate versus press coverage is still the highest in our reception perception database from, from the entirety of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of players and, you know, multiple seasons sampled here. That's how good he was at his peak. We're talking about a top five to ever play the position. One of the greatest of all time type trajectories. Now, immediately what people will say is, well, he's never going to get back to that get back to that peak like he's never going to play at his peak it's well, no shit yeah he's never going to play at his peak after all of these injuries but it's just a reminder that like when we say he's not he's never going to be at his peak is not like oh he's never going to be a good receiver it's he's never going to play it like a top five player in the like top five player in <laughs> pro football period uh you know type uh-huh. of level because that's what right. reception perception shows that he was operating at earlier in his career which by the way is just kind of a shame you know, in it's one of the things like injuries suck. And I know he's been, you know, had some weird moments off the field. I think he uh, he's a, just a fascinating kind of what if and like things gone awry kind of story in the NFL in general, um, you know, for, for a lot of different reasons. To, but a lot of it obviously comes back to injuries. But still, you know, again, to go back to his 2021 reception perception profile, which does encompass some games with the Rams and some games with the Cleveland Browns. It's actually a 50 50 split there four with the four with each team. We're talking about a 72.3% success rate versus man 81.5% success rate versus zone and an 81st percentile success rate versus press coverage score. That's still really, really good, James. Like those are still quality numbers across the board and Beckham played such a big role. And I think this is interesting to bring it back to the inside stuff. Beckham's biggest role with the Rams was as that true number one backside X receiver that, you know, Matthew Stafford reads it out in front, like Cooper Cup's his front side read. And, you know, Cooper Cup's almost always open. We know that from that season. But he could still have plenty of faith that he could get to that backside read. And Beckham on dig routes, on curl routes, on post routes, some of his best sampled routes from that season, he was going to be consistently open. Even outbreaking routes going to be consistently open on those. And also, as a contested catch player in the red zone, that was where he was a big impact player for um, the Rams as well. So it's tough with Beckham because, again, we're talking about another ACL injury after everything that I just said there. It's tough to know who he's going to be, but if he can be some modicum of that player, like a backside X receiver that is going to get separation and, you know, be more like a 
75, 80% contested catch player. Like we're talking about a, a really great addition and, and something that the Ravens desperately need. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Um, okay. So we've got Rashad Bateman uh, again, also coming off of an injury. So this is a, if you ask me a very fragile, uh, you know, uh, wide receiver yeah. room there in Baltimore. Not even the receiver room, just James. Like basically if you go down the board with the Ravens, <laughs> right. it's like, Correct. well, you know, JK Dobbins can be good if he's healthy this year. Lamar, hey, Lamar Jackson can be good if he finishes the season, doesn't get injured. Right. Mark Andrews even got banged up at times last year. I mean, luckily, it seems like a lot of the Ravens' injury problems was due to this like lunatic uh, strength coach who, you know, everybody hated and, and they got the F minus in the strength staff thing with the NFLPA poll. So maybe things will all be better now, but it's not even just the receiver room, man. It's literally the entire offense is, is like an injury asterisk. No, you're right. I mean, you remember that one season, I think it was uh, two years ago when literally the entire, like the, the, the entire running back room got injured. <laughs> it yeah. was the top three dudes. They all got injured. There was one practice where I think they lost Marcus Peters and their starting running back in back-to-back plays. Uh, it was just, it was madness. Uh, so no, Baltimore obviously has struggled with injuries. Um, <clears throat> they're, they're like the chargers East, uh, out there. <laughs> with Baltimore. Uh, but no, listen, uh, so I, I look at the wide receiver room and I say, okay, we got Rashad Bateman. We don't quite know what his ceiling is. I mean, hell, we don't even know what his median is. What's his median? I don't know. Uh, and then we've got Odell Beckham coming off of multiple injuries now. Um, and, and you know, at his age, where does he kind of sort of fit in to all this? Now I kind of raise my eyebrow when I, when I see, okay, there's some talks maybe that Odell could try to slide inside Hey, listen, you know, his last healthy season with the Rams, he played about 85% of his snaps outside. And the year before with Cleveland, he played about 90% of his snaps yeah. outside. So this is a player that traditionally has not played uh, inside. I, I don't know what kind of, um, and look, he's a hard worker. Uh, I think that much has been established mm-hmm. with Odell Beckham. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if he could do it. He, you know, he absolutely would, but, uh, and I'm sure he'll work really, really hard at that, Matt, but that's not, that's not a given, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's not a given, especially at his age, uh, for him to slide inside. But what do you think? Does he got, does he have a skill set, uh, that can work, you know, as an inside wide receiver? Yeah. The highest slot percentage I have for Beckham in, and I I think I have have every year of his career in our reception perception database is 24.7%. So, um, yeah, not, not a lot of slot receiver work for Odell Beckham. I mean, he's a, I always thought the thing that was just so underrated about Beckham and it's crazy to say this because like I said, he was like performing at a top five receiver level, um, is his, his technique. I thought he was like a consummate technician. The athleticism obviously is the thing that's declined over the years when you rip your knee up that much, when you have so many lower body injuries, that's going to take its toll on you. But from a technician standpoint, from a timing tempo of his routes and everything, especially off the line of scrimmage, like that press coverage work has always been really good for him. I think he he can make that transition, but I agree with you that it, it's a little bit to me, 
I'd be a little skeptical of that. And um, Bateman, I do think is interesting because Bateman has played both positions in college. Uh, the season we have from him uh, in on the website, that was when he was playing X receiver from Minnesota, but his final year in 2020, which was during the weird COVID year and, and COVID interrupted yeah. and stuff like that, he was playing more um, big slot receivers ty- type stuff. So I, I think Bateman, again, we kind of don't really know what his median is, but I mean, we know reception perception is really high on him. He was an 85th percentile success rate versus zone player uh, in his in his rookie season. Obviously, last year, it's like three and a half games. What are we what are we doing? I know. Here? Maybe right. I'll maybe I'll chart him at some point, but it's just going to be such a small, small sample. Um, I actually think I did do a couple for the in-season charting anyway, so. I love I love Bateman. I, I think Bateman's got a great profile to be an X receiver. I think he could also be an off-ball flanker receiver. Um, yeah. And Nelson Aguilar is interesting, too, because I, I know it's like LOL Nelson Aguilar, but if we're talking about Nelson Aguilar, like, and he's a $2 million, $1 million player for you, that's fine as your receiver three. And yeah. I think he could be a speed slot type of guy. So to me, I'm, I'm with you that totally I'm, I'm, raising, I'm raising my eyebrows a little bit at this Beckham inside receiver report because to me I'd I'd imagine that he'd either be that coverage dictating backside X receiver or you know even a, a front side flanker receiver that Lamar can read out quickly but I think a lot of that's going to ha- come down to Rashad Bateman's health and where he is uh, I mean Bateman's still a player I really want to bet on it just is like where is he going to be from an injury standpoint yeah Rashad Bateman in 2021 uh, you charted him as a uh, 72.7% success rate versus man and 83% success rate versus zone again two awesome. super Really, I mean, just solid, solid numbers. Uh, and in, 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 and again, they're solid individually, Matt. But can you talk to me about uh, when you look at those two numbers together? That's when you start looking at players that okay, this guy could legitimately be a a, a real legit player. And can I throw one number out there uh, that I think might surprise some folks? But his twenty twenty one numbers. Uh, in terms of success rate versus man, and then in conjunction with the success rate versus zone coverage, looks a lot like Stefan Diggs in 2016 when he also had a same score, 72.7% success rate mm. versus man, and slightly lower, 82.1% success rate versus zone coverage. So again, two numbers that sort of, again, when, when you're starting to look at upside, uh, and you put them in conjunction with each other should get people pretty excited. Yeah, it's why I still have like Rashad Bateman absurdly high in in the dynasty rankings and um, on, that are on the website, and why I I loved him as a prospect. You know, I I thought he was just like not in not like a tier one type like top ten receiver. You should be taking this guy in the first ten picks of the draft type receiver. But that next group, like he was one of my favorite players of of that tier. And I mean, man, I yeah, I just I love the talent of him. I love that you point out those two numbers. And by the way, like also was a seventy six point five percent success rate versus press player. Like he was a guy that could show you he he could beat press coverage off the line of scrimmage and right. um, those layup routes that he would run slants digs posts um curl routes those in breaking routes are really in 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 right in line with what um lamar jackson loves to throw and too like i think what i think it gets lost that like if you look at the raven season last year things started to completely fall apart in the passing game when he got hurt like he was producing yeah. especially at a, on a per route basis because he was kind of 
working back from a preseason injury and wasn't playing like a full snap load of freaking course. Yeah. Um, but those like first three, again, like I think it was three, three and a half games to start the season. He was producing an unbelievable clip on a per route basis because he was, he was just so efficient. And Lamar Jackson was having a great start to the season as a passer. Bateman gets hurt. And then you're looking at like Demarcus Robinson and Devin Duvernay and the entire passing game falls <laughs> apart. Like I think yeah. he showed at the beginning of last year, he's a legitimate difference maker. So I still am so bullish on the talent of Rashad Bateman, and I hope he doesn't become a what-if story himself because of the injuries and everything like that. Correct. So, yeah, I, I I love this dude. I think he's extremely talented, and I really think a, a one, two, three receiver rotation, plus obviously Mark Andrews at tight end, Isaiah Likely at tight end, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Nelson Aguilar, like they've got something there with Lamar Jackson. And don't forget, too, that Todd Monk is the offensive coordinator now, not – Greg Roman, you know, we're not running like the 1990s route combinations and two guys <laughs> run dig routes into each other like uh, like Greg right. Roman would, would love to run like and Beckham has experience with Todd Monken's route tree as well since he they were together with Cleveland in 2019. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, Bateman is, I think, the key to this whole thing because and love obviously Beckham's health as well. But, yeah, I, I love Bateman, yeah. the player. I'm glad you brought up those two numbers. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a interesting pass catching group there in Baltimore. And again, so much of it, so much of it is going to rely on health. Uh, yeah. I, I love the fact that you brought up Mark Andrews too. He kind of gets somehow, you know, forgotten in this whole, you know, pass catching group, but yeah, obviously the number one wide receiver, um, number one receiver, I should say for Lamar when everything is going right. Plus all the running backs too. They've got a good group of running backs there, mm-hmm. uh, in Baltimore too. So the offense could be on the rise uh, in 2023. We will certainly uh, keep our eyes open for that. <laughs> it feels like it could be on the rise. Like either we're looking at like the best Ravens offense we've seen in the Lamar Jackson era, or we're looking at Tyler Huntley throwing to Nelson Aguilar, by, <laughs> you know, 10 times a game with um, some running Ugh. back you've barely heard of, or, or, you know, no. in Latavius Murray back there with Tyrion Harris, no. 20, not even on the roster, but you know, he'll, oh, he's God. got 20 carries a game. Uh, uh, but we're either looking at like those two options by week six. What a 100%. treat. 